0: Well praise God. Today I want to talk to you about grace uh, this morning and uh, you know I know a lot of people are preaching on grace and uh, we're going to talk about amazing grace this morning because God's grace is amazing and it's awesome and so uh, we want to uh, look at what true what the true gospel is and then there's also you know some people are walking in a false gospel and uh, we don't want to walk in a false gospel, we want to walk in the true gospel, the amen. gospel of grace, amen? amen? And so if you have your Bibles this morning, open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. And we may be posting it on the, or, or look at your device. Some of you have Bibles on your phones or on your, eye, on your, on your uh, devices, so just go there. And Ephesians chapter 2, let's look at this, this is verse 8. Praise God, this will be a foundational scripture. And we're talking about, actually today, I'm going to focus and zero on saving grace. Now, I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the power of God, amen, or uh, I got a couple laughs out of there. I've never seen it. I don't watch it, amen. But God's power to save us is is incredible, and we got to look at that. Now, look at uh, Ephesians 2, and look at verse 8. It says here, this is the Apostle Paul and he, he's writing a letter to the church of Ephesus and he's writing to us as believers. I'm going to say this, I'm just going to give you a side note. If you want to grow in Christ, um, spend time reading the letters written to the church. Spend time reading, they're called epistles, the letters written to the church and And so, really, that tells you, it's the apostles that tells you really how we should conduct our life, how we live our life, and gives us revelation of what Jesus has done for us. So, that's free this morning. I'm not going to charge you for that little tidbit. Praise God. So, let's look at verse 8 here in chapter 2 of Ephesians. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is... A gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So let's just look at this. And we see here that by grace we've been saved. Amen. And I'm going to say this, uh, that it's God that saves us. Grace Number one point is grace is a gift. Grace is a gift. It's a gift. Uh, you know, we, we cannot work for salvation. We can't do enough good works to earn our way to heaven. And I'm going to say this. Most religions, and I don't know if you've ever seen that bumper sticker that says coexist. Anybody ever seen that? And it's kind of designed with all the different religions. And it's almost like saying, I kind of see it as all the religions are equal. But, but really, Christianity is, is more than just a religion. Really, it's, it's life. Jesus said it's abundant life. It's eternal life. And so Christianity is not just a religion per se. It's, a, it's life with God through Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness this morning? And so what, what most... Um, religious systems are based on or set up on, if you study out any religious system, any uh, religions out there, different religions, they're based on doing good works. They're based on doing something good to appease God. They're they're based on doing something, you know, um, that's good, you know, acting right, talking right, being nice, and that's great and, and that's, you know, commendable, but you know, the Bible says that, you know, our righteousness, it's actually called self-righteousness. It's, it's righteousness based on us being good. You know, I heard one person said, you know, there's, all, there's good in everybody. And I understand that, or, or people are good in general. But the Bible doesn't teach that. That really, mankind is sinful. You don't have to train a child to be selfish. Amen. you got to train a child to do good, right? You don't have to, you know, it it comes easy for a child, you know, because I have three kids. It's easy for them to be about me, myself, and I. I call it the false trinity. (laughs) Amen. And so we tend to be focused on ourselves. That's, that's, that's really, you know, that's, that's selfishness is sinfulness. It's focused on self, and and what it is, is we're trying to appease God. You know, in the book of Genesis, which means the book of beginnings, that's where it all started, when God created mankind. And I'm going to say this, God created us, and uh, for many reasons, you could say God created us for His glory, But and then I would ask somebody else, why why did God create us, and... Somebody else might say, well, God created us for somebody, for God to beat up on, you know. No, he didn't do that. He, he created us for fellowship, but he created us, I really believe, God created us to love us. Amen. God's whole motivation for creating mankind, God's whole motivation for creating you is because he loves you. And he wants to lavish his love on his creation. God loves his creation. God loves you with an everlasting life. Love. You have to get a revelation of that. Because, it, because if, you, if we're caught up in this idea and we can fall in this idea that we have to work our way to be approved of God. That we have to keep doing good things for, to be in good grace, gracious graces with God, but really, see, that's being self-centered, but we need to be Christ-centered. See, if you're going to walk this faith life, and you want to walk it victoriously, you're going to have to be Christ-centered, amen, and not self-centered, amen. Amen. I'm glad I got some amens over here. Let me preach over here. we got to be Christ-centered and not self-centered. And even the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians, which I believe it's a book that that talks about, well, it talks about these Judaizers, these Jewish Christians. And there were Gentiles that were mixing in with the Jewish Christians. And Gentiles were people that were non-Jews and they were getting saved through Paul's ministry. And Paul was getting them saved by the grace of God. ...through faith, and he was getting them saved, and what happened was, in the book of Galatians, you can study this out, people came in and started adding to uh, our salvation. That They started telling the people that the Gentiles, uh, they were telling them that they needed to get circumcised to be really a true Christian. And so they were adding to the gospel of grace... I want to say this, the, the gospel is, is uh, it's Christ alone, it's, 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 it's Christ in us, the hope of glory, amen? It's God, amen? The gospel is Jesus, it's Jesus, focused on Jesus, not focused on ourselves. And, and so we have to see it that way, and, and so again, we have to understand this, when we get under the law, when we start adding things to the grace then we're, we're not focused on Christ anymore. We're not focused on what he did on the cross. We're focusing on what we do on a daily basis. I'm going to say this. If we need to get out of legalism in our walk with Christ, amen? You, we can be a legalistic Christian where we're more focused on ourselves, but Christ does, God doesn't want us to be focused on self. God wants us to be focused on Christ. Amen. We need to be focused on what He did for us, and we got to get a revelation because in the book of Genesis, God created mankind in His image. You know, we're created in God's image, and in God's likeness. And so, I would have to say to you today that God created us, Amen, to to, to love on us. He created mankind in His image. He wanted uh, uh, His He wanted His creation. To be like him. So he created us like him. So Adam and Eve were like God. When in the third chapter of Genesis, when the devil you know, came in, in the form of a serpent, he's a spirit, he moved in a form of a serpent, came on that snake to speak to Eve. You know, he was getting mankind to focus on something other than God. He was getting... Adam and Eve, to focus on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he was trying to get him focused on that. You know, the Bible says, listen, we need to be very careful as Christians what we look at, what we listen to, and what we think about. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of, of, you know, we must guard our hearts for out of it flows the issues of life. And we got to, listen, the the Bible, you know, is the book for me. Amen? B-I-B-L-E. And this right here is what we should be studying. This is what we should get our information from. And we don't want to be partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, we don't want to be living a life that we're saying we're a Christian, but we're, but we're living in the world and partaking of all that the world has. We're taking on their philosophies. We're taking on how they think. We're taking on... You know, the, you know, the devil has an agenda. And he wants to move that agenda through what? Through the music, the secular music, through the TV, through the news. He wants to run his, his, his philosophy and we gotta get a philosophy of the word of God. We gotta get what the word of God says. Amen? Amen. Or oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so with Adam and Eve, so so the, the devil tempted Eve and Adam to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And see, God gives us a choice. God gives us a choice are we're gonna walk with him, or we're gonna walk in our own vanity of our own mind and our own thinking. And we have to walk with God. But Adam and Eve chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And their eyes were opened, the Bible said. And they saw that they, the first thing they saw it was that they were naked. And they were ashamed. I'm going to say this, when you receive Jesus as your personal savior, you're clothed in the righteousness of God. There's, there's Unbelievers are actually walking around this earth Naked. In other words, they're not covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to say this today. If you are a believer, you are covered. Amen. Lord, you are covered by the blood of Jesus. You have a robe of righteousness, a garment of salvation on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But there's many people that they do not have the true gospel. They're trying to work their way into the kingdom, they're trying to do enough good works, they're trying to make them. You know, I, I, I like to ask people sometimes a question, and this is a good if you anybody ever I don't know if you ever witness out here, but when I witness, sometimes I ask people this question I said, I, I ask them this question to find to locate where they're at and to see if they're in Christ. I normally say, If you die today, I know it's pretty, you know, nobody wants to talk about death, so when you say, If you die today and you were to stand before God, and God asked you, why should I let you into heaven, what would your response be? What would your response be to getting into heaven? You know what most people would say, or or a lot of people would say, if they don't have Christ, they would say, well, I believe I'll get into heaven because I've done some good works. that My good outweighs my bad a lot of times. I'm not a bad person, they will say. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I'm not, that, I'm, not, I'm not the axe murderer. I try to do good things. Listen, doing good things is commendable. But see, what we're doing is, you know, what people that don't really have Christ, they're trying to work their way into a relationship with God. But it's a free gift. Amen. It's a gift that was paid. And it, and it costs something. That gift costs God his only begotten son that gift cost Jesus his life on the cross It cost God something it cost Jesus something Yes it is a free gift but it did not come cheap Amen. And so, so lots of people are trying to live this life, and, and they're trying to live it in a, trying to be good so they could hopefully obtain heaven. There's some religions that, that you don't even know if you're going to make it to heaven. I believe, you know, you, we, we hear about, you know, what's going on with, with, uh, with all these attacks and, 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 and the book of Quran and the Muslims and... In that book, it actually says that you can't make it in heaven unless you die as a martyr killing infidels. That's the sure way to make it into heaven, according to that book. I'm glad the sure way to make it into heaven as a Christian is to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm glad that I don't have to die physically for my God. My God died for me. I'm glad that I don't have to reach up to God. Grace is God reaching down to us. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Listen, you could not save yourself. There is no way you could save yourself. The grace of God is God reaching down to us. We need God. No way you could save yourself. Because it says it's a gift. You can't work for it. It's by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. So that's the same thing when we're walking with Christ and you're trying, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay saved. Have you ever, have you ever, I'm pastor, I, 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 I did receive, but I'm trying to say, stay saved. <laughs> Amen. Anybody out there trying to stay saved out here? And you know, really, God will give you the power to stay saved. Amen. God will give you the power to stay saved, yes. Lord of God. Yes, Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'll give you a scripture on that in a few minutes. <laughs> because some of you all I'm struggling, Pastor. I'm struggling in this walk. I'm just trying to stay saved. What the problem is, what it is, is that your heart, you know, you're saved when you receive Jesus. But what, it, what the problem is that your mind is not saved yet. Your, your spirit, if you truly receive Christ, you confess with your mouth and believed in your heart and received Christ, you have a, your, your spirit is brand new, the Bible says. In other words, you, you received a heart transplant. You have a new heart. And really, that heart is to serve God. That heart is to worship the living God. That heart is to really want, your, your heart should be one to do good things. Amen. We're saved not because of good works. We're saved to do good works. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? And so we have to understand that that, that salvation is God seeking us. Because we're not smart enough to seek God. Amen? You know, it's not religion. You know, uh, saving grace is not being religious. Because there's many people that read their Bible, and many people that go to church, and many people that do good works, but they will still end up in hell. Oh man, it's quiet in here. Why? Because they're doing it out of their own power. They had, you know, there are, there are preachers that have never received Jesus. They don't really believe the Bible. They do it as an occupation. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But no, you got to have saving Grace in your life—you could actually say saving faith. You have to have that, and, and it's it's receiving Christ, it's focusing on Christ. See, listen. When I got saved, man, I was too dumb to get saved. Oh, you know, grace is this. Great, this is what grace is. Grace is God revealing to you that you need Him. Yeah. Pastor, that's too simple. <laughs> That's what grace is. It's you getting a revelation. Man, you know what? I'm lost and undone without God. (laughs) I think I need God in my life. That's what grace is. Grace is revealing to you that you need him. Amen? Let's look at at something here. Let's look at the Gospel of John uh, quickly. And let's look at chapter 3 here. And see, grace is not being a religious man. Or a good man. Really, Jesus said, there's no none good but God. Amen. And the only way that we can be good is to get God. Amen. Can I say that again? Three times fast. <laughs> there's nobody good but God, Jesus said to the rich young ruler. And the only way we can get good is to get God, because God is good. And then when we get God, when we get Jesus, then his goodness starts transforming our lives. Is this helping anybody today, or have you gone home? Amen. So, as we see this, now let's look at this, the religious man. See, see God's grace reveals, even to the religious man, everything he's doing just doesn't seem to work. Martin Luther which was the great reformist that, that, uh, that, that the Lutheran Church was grown out of, and, and really that uh, he, 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 he was the one that discovered that, you know, he was a uh, uh, Catholic monk, and he was doing all these things to try to appease God. He, was, he would climb up on steps on his knees, you know, where his knees would get bloody. He was doing all these things, you know, Fasting and praying, trying to get God's mercy and His grace. I'm going to say this to you today. You already have God's mercy and grace if you have Jesus. Why? Because Jesus has already done everything to appease God. Jesus walked this life perfectly as a God-man. Did it perfectly, never missed it in the law. He walked under the law perfect. He's the perfect, sinless Uh, Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. And he walked in perfect. And he went to a godless cross. Yes, I said godless cross. He went to a cross to pay for my sins and for your sins. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, the, the death of the cross is probably one of the worst you know, executions that anybody could go through. I'd rather get my head cut off. At least it's done. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? i rather have a bullet. Amen? But, but going to the cross is a slow, agonizing death of humiliation. Think about that. The king of glory submitted himself to ungodly people. Sinners, ungodly men, and allowed his body to be wrecked and allowed his body to be crucified for us. When we get a revelation of what Jesus has done for us at the cross, it will cause us to be humble. It will cause us to be grateful. It will cause us to be thankful. We won't be be coming in late at worship on Sunday morning, we'll be coming in early. Because you know the reality of what Jesus did. I gotta get here early just to worship him. Amen. I gotta get here early just to receive his goodness and his mercy. Yes. Amen. Walk in his goodness and his mercy. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We gotta get a revelation of that. Amen? Now, I know some of us were greater sinners than others. You know, some of us sin more. I like what the Apostle Paul said in one of his writings where he wrote to Timothy. He said, I was one of the greatest sinners. Paul said that. I was one of the... I, I sinned in unbelief and in ignorance because he persecuted the, the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, but, you know, Paul said, but, but it, was, it was God's, you know, grace... That revealed in me that he could change. See, God can change even the worst of the worst. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. God can change you. You can be a religious man like Nicodemus in chapter uh, 3 of the Gospel of John. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, the Bible says. Why? He didn't want his friends to see him. You know, Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So apparently some of the Jewish uh, people, some of the Jewish leaders recognized that Jesus was doing some awesome and amazing things. They were getting a revelation that Jesus had something. And this is interesting. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Jesus understood that this man was coming to him, really trying to to receive. Jesus perceived it already. He wanted to know, really, what did it take to get eternal life? And he he was a Jewish, you know, um, man. He was a leader, uh, in the community. And, and Nicodemus said to him, a, a Pharisee, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, you know, I'm going to say this, and I, this is a side note. And I'm not going to charge you for this. I, I, it wasn't in my notes. But, you know, you can get saved uh, by calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. Right? Just call, the Bible says, call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. Amen. Just call upon him. Yes. Receive him. But, you know, it, when people read this, they say, oh, it's, it, oh, I see water here. That means we must get water baptized to be saved. Because some, in some places, some churches will tell you, if you're not water baptized, you're not saved. But that's not true. Amen. Amen. Now, we should get water baptized, but this water is, is a symbolization of the Word. Amen. Because the Bible talks about the washing of the water of the Word of God. So God's Word is likened to water that cleanses us as we read it. Are you hear what I'm saying? Amen. It cleanses our mind Amen. of all defilement of, the, of worldliness. Amen. It cleanses us. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, we're adding to, you know, saving grace if we're saying we have to be baptized in water to be saved. If that was true, then the man that was up there with Jesus when there were two thieves hanging on the cross, and, and two thieves, and, and one of the thieves looked at Jesus and said, get us out of here, you know, you walked in power, get us out a- He was focused on himself. He didn't want to suffer. He was like, get us out of here. But the other thief said, hey, don't talk like that. This man, he perceived the grace revealed something to the other sinner, to the other thief. Grace of God revealed that Jesus, even while he was bleeding and battered, that he was the son of God. There was something, it was the grace of God that revealed it to that sinner, to that thief on the cross. And that thief started taking up for Jesus and told that other thief to pipe down. Then, you know what the grace of God does? Again, the grace of God always reveals where we're at in God. Where we're at in in righteousness. And that thief, when he was there on the cross, he said, we deserve to be here. You see, self-righteous people think they're good enough to make it in heaven. They don't need Jesus that they're not that bad. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That they are basically good people. But you know, you're either in two camps. And Jesus said it this way, you're you're either in the camp of God or in the camp of the devil. Oh man, pastor you're preaching now. You're, You're either in the kingdom of light or in the kingdom of darkness. Either Jesus is your ruler or the devil's your ruler. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. Join us every Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located on 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m., nursery and children's church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.